Let's go Warriors. Let's go Warriors. Let's go Warriors. What's up, Dub Nation? Hello, YouTubers, and welcome once again, podcast people. This is Poor Man's Commish, your Warriors credentialed insider, and it's been a long minute. I apologize for that, but I wanted to go ahead and get caught up because it's been since All-Star Weekend since I last really had a podcast or had a guest on a podcast, and that was with Rebecca from New York on the Brooklyn trip, and then we had Casey Manuel, who is with Sports in the Bay, and had our credential for All-Star Weekend because I decided to stay home. I didn't want to brave the Chicago weather. I've been through that. I've been through negative two degrees over at New York. I remember Zach Levine won the slam dunk contest and I saw him outside Madison Square Garden. Next thing you know, I'm freezing my butt off. The wind chill is just making things crazy. And I see Monty Poole and we hightail it literally walk through almost like a blizzard and we uh, had some late dinner at a local bar and grill near Madison Square Garden so that was that was crazy and I did not want to go through that again also I chose to avoid Chicago in terms of how it's just set up in New York at least Madison Square Garden is like right in the middle of everything United Center it's far away from everything else so Casey Manuel is gonna be on the line on a Skype with me and I have that coming up right after this tacked on to the end of that is just a little portion of some of the catch-up work that I wanted to do catching us up to the point where Steph went to Santa Cruz for the practice and I have an in-depth report ready to go for that one as well so yeah this is going to be like three podcasts in a row so this one which will have Casey Manuel from Chicago and some of the catch-up up until Steph's return and then the second podcast will be the rest of the catch-up up until Steph's return and then the third one coming up will be Steph's scrimmage and practice in Santa Cruz so thanks and and let me have Clay intervene real quick, and then we'll get that started right away. Let's go, Warriors. Let's go, Warriors. Let's go, Warriors. So we're here with Casey Manuel, and he's over there in Chicago at All-Star Weekend, literally sitting in United Center as we speak. Welcome to the podcast, video podcast, Casey. Thank you for having me. You just uh, got through the NBA store over there, I guess. How was that? I was looking for a particular hoodie and I saw it the first day and I figured I wanted it in a different color and I wanted to go to the store yesterday, but it closed. So I went today a little bit before the gates opened and it was crazy. Only sizes left to three XLs. Everything is really crazy right now. Nice. So this is right inside United Center. And is, is that like by the Michael Jordan statue? No, I didn't see one. I'm not surprised either because when I was there, I couldn't find it. They, they changed it. It used to be outside and then they enclosed it. And so you kind of got to find your way to get to it. But anyways, you did attend the Rising Stars Challenge, which we had our warrior, Eric Pascal at just... Tell us the whole experience. Start from the beginning, I guess. I guess that would be media session in the morning, right? There wasn't that many people. The only really crowded part was Luca. Which yeah. I, I sent you that picture. It, it, it was pretty crowded, at least 30 people around them. 
in that small little confined pod. There was nobody in front for Eric at first, but as time progressed, a couple people walked up. A lot of international people interested in him. And this was like right on the basketball court, right? Yes, it was right where the practice was. So the only other people there were the NBA Cares people, and it was just us in the media. So not that many people. Right. So then they cleared it out, and then they had a little bit of a practice, and I guess you did some footage, and we got to see Eric Pascal take some shots and do some do a few dunks. Uh, how was dunker. He, yeah, yeah, he's a powerful dunker. Really how, was he dunker. On the, how was he on the half-court shots? I should have recorded a little more. I don't think he made one, but... I was recording almost the whole time, and there was a there was a player who I think he made too. It's really cool to see all of them together. I think it was really cool to see Eric thrive because putting him into a team that's not so good, he's he's thriving and he's a good dunker. I don't see that a lot. Now, how was your day getting from that arena to United Center? Just sort of walk us through what it's like to actually get to United Center, and then and then you had to kind of go through the jungle of media there noticed on the on the footage there were so many media courtside yeah, there was a lot it's I'm freezing out there too I, right yes so i'm gonna start with when i first got here to chicago so i woke up on friday super early maybe 6 30 a.m because i didn't want to be late wanted to make sure i was there in time woke up left my airbnb around 8 a.m i got to the sheraton which is where i had to pick up my media pass the gps said it was a seven minute walk between the Hyatt Regency and the right. Sheraton Grand, which is the media hotel. And it was actually more like a three minute walk because I guess I pressed driving directions. There's a little pathway, like shortcut. Friday was the coldest day out of the three days. So even then I didn't have, I didn't put my beanie on because I figured it's only going to be a two minute walk. And yeah. I really regret that. So like <laughs> maybe halfway through through my walk, I I had to go with my backpack, put my beanie on, and I was speaking about I was speaking with my Uber driver. Even he said, you know, the weather's not that bad, but as soon as the wind kicks in, that's when it's really bad. So that's it was definitely like windy, and the wind was I think it was like two degrees outside. So uh, even just that little seven minute walk, because they had a shuttle from the Sheraton to Wintrust, and then after all the media stuff, I had to take Uber to United Center. Escape the frostbite. Good for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm glad to put the beanie on. All right. So when you got to United Center, what would you say is the percentage population of foreign media? Because it's got to be pretty high up there, first of all. I would guess maybe 80% foreign media. Oh. And then also Luca, he must have been like the main guy, huh? Yeah, so I'd say going back to Win, I'd, I'd go back to Wintrust, talking about Wintrust, the, that's the more hectic media scene. So the media scene in Wintrust was super, I don't know if you, you can unblur this. I'm trying to unblur this background, but this room, as you can tell, is kind of like, I don't know if you can tell, but it has like curtains and stuff. Yeah. So the problem with the Wintrust arena is they had a media room about the size of this room. I'm in an I'm in a media room upstairs because the main media workspace is downstairs. They have two down there, but this one is like the small one, I guess. There's not that many people in here, and it was about the same size at Wintrust. And when you have that many, when you have that much media coming in, it's pretty close amount of media that's here right now that was at Wintrust. So I couldn't even get a seat. I just I I decided to just go back to my place and do all my stuff there because I couldn't get a seat. The Wi-Fi there isn't any better. How about the actual game? Tell us about that. Eric Pascal had a great game, 23 points. That second team really led the charge for USA to win. What, what was that whole experience like? It was interesting because at first, obviously the other team was winning by a lot. I remember I looked up and I was like, yeah, yeah, Team USA was down. So I actually went up to my seat, which is in the nosebleeds, and then Eric started. So 
I decided to go down and find a little spot where I can get some nice pictures at. That's when they started started coming back. Eric had a couple good dunks. I think it was cool to see him and Miles. I think they were pretty good performers of the game, as people might not expect. Yeah, those uh, dunks that Miles did, that must have been pretty cool to be in the crowd for those ones. Yeah, and surprisingly, there was a lot of people even for the friday game because i was here at the dunk contest last night and it was it, i wouldn't say it was the same amount but it was pretty close a lot of people know who the rising stars are I'd say a lot of people probably wanted to see luca but you know eric kind of drew some attention to himself too yeah we definitely have to talk about slam dunk but before we get to that which kind of media did you notice was there to ask questions of eric pasco like who's interested in him i'm just curious there was a lot of international media I'd say maybe two from Latin countries. I think there was one from um, from an Asian country, and the rest were Warriors TV. Somebody who I often see, Marcus Thompson, was there. Good, yeah, he's coming out with uh, an Eric Pascal special. I guess he uh, tweeted that today. Oh, um, did you? get any sense of because donovan mitchell and i don't know if you saw him or not but he even said obviously he's biased he's good buddies with eric pascal they had aau together and everything there was at least four yeah. people who asked a donovan mitchell question and i thought that was really right. interesting did you get any sense from eric at all like because he if it wasn't miles bridges it was going to be him to be mvp yeah. I, I i that's what i was thinking but eric is so kind of humble yeah he is that he probably never even brought that up or it, it probably never got brought up, huh? No, because it's funny because in comparison to what happened last night, Eric Pascal didn't say anything. He just said, I think Miles had a really good performance. He was really humble. Let's go Warriors. Let's go Warriors. Let's go Warriors. What's going on, podcast listeners? My name is Brendan Nunez. And I got my guy, Adam Taylor, that is the co-host of this show as well. And we got the 450 Times going on a general NBA pod. And there's written content as well at the450times.com. Three episodes a week for podcasts. It's going to be some great NBA content. Brendan and I are both upcoming NBA journalists. And we can't wait for you guys to listen to what we've got coming out. Come check us out at the 450 Times. Let's go, Warriors. Let's go Warriors. Let's go Warriors. So let's talk about the whole slam dunk night and three point and skills challenge. Just let us know what it was like to be there. You know, when I got here last night, it was a lot more strict than the Rising Stars. So I don't know if you can tell, but the footage that I got from him warming up, it, it actually wasn't courtside like a, like usually it would usually be because they didn't even let me on. And I got there pretty early. I'd say 6.16 right now. I probably can't even go on right now. And then the All-Star game's at 8, I believe. So it's it's really interesting to see that. I found my way around the arena. So I watched the whole three-point contest from the nosebleeds, and then I made my way down to the halftime show, which was where Damian Lillard performed. Lil Wayne was there, too. And then made my way up to the tunnel to watch the whole dunk contest. As you can tell, I think... Aaron Gordon got robbed. Yeah. I'm was, sure everybody thinks that. What was it like being there? Like, were, were people screaming or what, how was it? Uh, what, what was the mood like? Just that everybody thought he got robbed then, huh? Mm-hmm. So I watched I watched the first couple of dunks, like the Pat Connaughton. I actually watched his and I didn't think it was that special until they played the replay. Actually, nobody in the crowd could tell that he actually slammed the backboard on one of the dunks. The one where he like picked it up, slammed it and then dunked it. That was cool. But in real time, I couldn't even tell. I don't know if it was the angle I was standing at, but... Yeah, I think that one was cool. And then it was really interesting because Aaron Gordon had four 50s in a row, still ended up losing in the end. 
I actually moved tunnels after this first round because I wanted to see Aaron Gordon's dunk at a be- and I wanted to capture Aaron Gordon's dunk at a better view. So I stood in another tunnel. Usually they're kind of strict about it, but I found somebody who didn't really care, I guess. So I was standing in this kind of tunnel. It was in the hundred section, but it was actually a really good seat. I was standing there. All of a sudden there was like five police officers and I thought they were going to say something, but they were like, oh, do you want me to move? Which I was, that was surprised me. The energy in the room kind of felt like the Warriors championship run. You know, Derek Jones and Eric Gordon were putting up some really good dunks. And then all, all these ties until we got to, I'd say Derek Jones's windmill dunk, not the, the when he attempted to make it from the free throw line yeah was everyone was kind of shocked he got a good score on that everyone was also really shocked that aaron gordon tied that dunk because that one wasn't that good but dunking over talk tackle fall and getting a 47 everybody was upset about that were there like jeers in the crowd where you where you were standing at that moment in time it was actually really funny the the media person i was standing next to was yelling it was was hilarious everybody thought aaron gordon got cheated and also your ability to find a good spot i remember Brooklyn that I was in for All-Star Weekend and they had Clay and Steph shooting threes. I had to like sneak onto the court and kind of like kneel down for the whole exactly. time. People don't realize how hard it is at something as wild as All-Star Weekend to find a good spot. I guess I take Oracle and Chase for granted because they don't play around here. Also, I, ca- I forgot to mention, so when you walk in as a fan, they are giving these out. I don't know if you can see oh, cool. it. That's nice. Kobe. Beautiful. It's actually a little magazine, so everything is dedicated to Kobe in it. Oh, and can't forget about Gianna. Right. That's cool. One other question for you from last night, Slam Dunk Contest. I'm sure it was very popular to go and see what Aaron Gordon had to say, right? Was that pretty yeah, cool? Yeah, so I was there pretty early. I was. It's actually in the same section as the media workspace. So they have a really big blocked off section for the media. I went right after the dunk contest because I wanted to see what he wanted to say. So I had a really good seat. I was, they had these um, dividers. So I was standing right next to one. I actually left because I have a friend who he's Damian Lillard's brother. Yeah. And I was, we went to the school together. So I wanted to say hi to him. Cool. And I actually left right when Derek Jones Jr. got there. And I was trying to walk out, and there was at least two rows of people trying to get to my spot. It was crazy. And it seemed like from the—I read the transcript. It seemed like it was a pretty quick Q and A. It was, yes. I was—I didn't even stay for Derek Jones Jr.'s. It was funny because somebody asked him a question, and then Derek Jones kind of mentioned, "Oh, he didn't even clear Taco." The whole arena thought he cleared him, <laughs> and that's the other he, thing about slam dunk contests in the arena. His, his hands were in the way, though. So if you rewatch the dunk, everybody thinks he hit his head, but he hit his hands. Yeah, it's quite an experience to actually be at All Star Weekend with probably the most media i would i would say probably more than finals the biggest scrums i've ever been to are all-star weekend versus nba finals nba finals is pretty big but the biggest ones are all-star weekend i'd say they, they probably let more people in for all-star weekend because i think there's only a thousand spots at the finals oh cool that's a great behind the scenes kind of look at what it's like to cover the all-star weekend and you still got the game tonight and so just travel safe enjoy the game and it'll probably be still a zoo for you and so try and get a good spot if you can try i'm gonna try to go back to that same spot i was yesterday because i got some really good pictures there but we'll see because you never know they might be a little more strict today good luck with that and thanks for all the great images and views and all of that and footage keep up thank you for sending me get back safe 
and get back, you know, nice and warm too. It's it's actually warmed up a lot since I got here. It was below zero when I got here. It's around 40 degrees, not 40, maybe 30 five degrees oh one last thing is how how did you anything special with like food around there and stuff or honestly i don't think you can get a bad meal when you're here that's good they actually give you vouchers too so the arena food is actually really right. good i had these like pork nachos okay better than oracle i guess <laughs> so uh, we'll see you back at chase sometime soon let's go warriors let's go warriors let's go warriors let's go warriors Let's go Warriors, let's go Warriors. Let's go ahead and spend the next 10 to 15 minutes to get caught up on all the things that you missed and that I failed to report on podcasts between All-Star Weekend with Eric Paschal in the rookie sophomore game and today. What happened today? Big, big day. Steph Curry went to Santa Cruz and practiced and scrimmaged and he's going to be back for all intents and purposes on Thursday at home at Chase against the Toronto Raptors and that's going to just be a huge game. A huge, huge game for Dub Nation at home. And I have the full report coming up, but that will have to be in a separate podcast because I do want to catch us up. So without further ado, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to go to our Instagram Instagram page which is revamped you should go check it out so instagram.com slash let's go warriors and it has links to all of the extended videos or articles that pertain to whatever it is that we are talking about on Instagram so the first one after the all-star game was actually a little tribute to Glenn Robinson the third who got traded that night in Brooklyn uh, but I am going to sort of skip that one because we were in Brooklyn and and we were in New York and we covered pretty much everything, all the trades and all of that with Rebecca Licht of Hoops and Scoops at WNYU, New York University. And here we have our first entry when we got back to BioFreeze Performance Center. We had Eric Paschal in the interviewee's chair and he was the guy that represented the Warriors at All-Star Weekend. And what happened? Well, Marquise Chris came by and bombed the interview. Uh, he used the Gatorade bottle as a microphone and said, Hey, All-Star, how was your weekend? Something to that effect with Eric. And later on also had an Instagram story where he uh, called Eric an all-star again and was just bugging him about it. So it's kind of cool to see Chris kind of be sort of like a, a friendly pest among the guys in the locker room. So that's that's really a nice behind-the-scenes thing to witness as well as during warm-ups. He likes to be the guy who tries to close out on three-point shooters and he won't block the shot but he'll come close and he just does a good job of you know, sacrificing his time because he could be spending that time during warm-ups to do his own thing but instead he's choosing to help out his fellow shooters to give him a little bit of uh closeout resistance if you will i did notice at the last game at chase that marquise chris is now doing a new little routine during the warm-ups which is to do these what i call super scoops but they're actually push shots for him so Steph when he comes back Thursday again the pregame is going to be wild just because of his presence one of the things Steph does as those of you who follow my YouTube channel have known in the past over many years that Steph does this little routine where he'll scoop the ball really high like I call them skyscrapers like they go way way up high we used to call those rainbows but anyways with the scoop shot it's not really a rainbow it just goes all the way up and comes all the way down and I 
see Marquise Chris doing that now. So anyways, on Thursday, we are going to see Steph go through his routine again, not just in the pregame, but also in the warmups. And that's going to be really interesting and fun to see once again. So um, that one is coming up with such high anticipation. So let's keep on going because one of the great things that happened when we got back to the swing of things after the All-Star break is that Steph was at practice and he was wearing the red do not touch jersey. And so Steve Kerr that day said that it was sort of like Tom Brady, like no touching, no tackling, no fouling, nothing for Steph. And so he did participate in five on zeros, which means just layup drills and stuff and walking through plays and whatnot. So there was definitely no contact for Steph. But that was the big news of the day and the big sights and sounds, which was just to see him there finally. Now, you know what's strange about all these little moments that we capture sort of now more so on our Instagram? They've always been on our YouTube you just kind of got to follow along day after day and watch through some of those workouts which can become a little mundane sometimes unless Steph or Clay enters the picture or some other really fun thing that happens and one of those fun things that happened was that Marquise Chris at morning shoot around at one of the games that occurred right after the all-star weekend he hit a half-court shot and it was really cool because it was after some three-quarter court shots that we're way off and then the warrior staff she said hey just shoot one more for us and guess what he shot it banked it home and he made it and and it was like yeah that was a great suggestion for him to do because he made it and it made our instagram uh, a little bit cooler now that was as you know now two straight marquise chris entries right there so i feel like they come in waves like before that we had well eric pascal was at all-star weekend but before that we had clay clay was dressed out with the head band and was doing the DJ thing pregame and then didn't want anybody to film him and so it was like Clay was the center of tension for like a week and a half so just just really funny how that ends up uh, anyways let's keep on going Draymond Green he mentioned that Andrew Wiggins reminded him of Kevin Durant in terms of the defense and in terms of being a skinny guy lanky agile but yet not weak so wiry that kind of thing and i thought that was just really cool for him to compliment andrew with a comparison to someone like kd let's go warriors let's go warriors let's go warriors all right so i'm gonna cut it short there and continue on in the next podcast so for this episode if you're on youtube thank you for liking commenting and subscribing and if you're listening to this on our podcast with Overtime Media, thanks for subscribing on iTunes or Spotify or checking out our Megaphone webpage. Appreciate that. Once again, please go check out our new Instagram page, which kind of covers a lot of this stuff here and can keep you up to date on a daily basis. And uh, we'll be back very soon with yet another episode of the Let's Go Warriors podcast. So as far as today, enjoy the return of Stephen Curry. Actually don't know if I can get that other podcast up before tip-off tonight, but uh, let's enjoy that. And thank you, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>